Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, guys? It's that time again. See, it's time in the season four, the musical episode. That's right. We're talking season four, episode 10, all that hard, glossy armor. So stick around. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz It is Wednesday, my dudes. That's <laughs> right, guys. We're talking another episode of the Magicians After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. That's right. It's time for the seasonal musical episode, season four, episode 10, all that hard, glossy armor. My name is Ty Matthews. Joining me as always, you've seen him talking about this show as well as Westworld alongside many other shows. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Nate Miller. What's up, guys? Tag team in it tonight. Oh, yeah. It's a tag team match plan. Teddy Long. Just the two of us. Just the two of us, you know? It's, I heard there was a song like that once. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Let's get into it. We got our musical episode, like we do every season. Yeah. 80s themed this time. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, like you said, as to be expected. Of it, course. It's got to be one. Right. And uh, I feel like it's usually earlier in the season, too, than I think so. Late. Yeah, it's real, real late in the season. There's only a handful of episodes left. We don't usually... Get this kind of levity this this late in the season, yeah. but I guess since it's taking the the uh, the form of Margot's kind of like uh, destiny, her quest, kind of like her uh, personal journey. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Uh, but we'll be talking about that later on. We'll be talking about uh, the the musical numbers, Margot's quest. Uh, the we'll have a God of the Week, even though Adrian Snow is not here. We'll have a special uh, truncated version of the God of the Week later on in the episode, as well as predictions and theories and all that stuff. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram, uh, on YouTube. Thumbs up, comment, all that good stuff. Uh, Give us your theories because we got a lot to dive into. Now, that being said... Uh, we'll say we'll kind of we'll kind of go in 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 sort of alternating order, going from kind of the the shorter, smaller subplots to the bigger ones that we see. Because, like we said before, we went live. This was kind of a a two plot episode. Yeah, you know, a lot of this season it was kind of divided into into neat little quarters into fourths, but this time it was really just two main stories. Uh, but before we get into those, let's talk about the little bit that we saw of Zelda and Everett. Okay. You know, we we ended last week with Zelda kind of discovering um, by way of Harriet that Everett is not who he seems. Right. He's kind of the the big bad that we're dealing with. Um, she sees she kind of really all we get is her seeing for herself, kind of you know doing her magic on the book, seeing the real the the real knowledge. Uh, what do you think of of where this is all going? Uh, it was pretty interesting because I think you know kind of like what you said, this episode had a lot of. Um, big plot points, but they were also kind of like almost conclusions to like plots that have been going on for a right. while and, and kind of like irons that they've had in the fire mm. and finally received that's come a, to fruition. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I hadn't thought about it that way, but that's, yeah, it's yeah. just more kind of a wrapping up of those loose ends a little right. bit as so we move along. So finding out, you know, about, you know, what Katie and Alice have been doing and them m- mapping out the 
you know, the network or whatever and all that mm. stuff and, and that culminating in them expressing that to her and her going. I was a little frustrated and her like complete like face of like, no, there's no way that could be true. After right. just hearing about how he's corrupt. Right, right, right. But at least she actually went and checked the books. And so. yeah, I, I guess if you if you think about that character, it, it makes sense. You know, she's been so kind of, I don't want to say blindly loyal, but she's been yeah. so on the side of the library. Zealous. That, yeah, there, yeah, there you go. Exactly. That it kind of, it makes sense that she would need to kind of see it with her own eyes. Um but uh, but yeah, so we we kind of see her sort of meet up with with Katie and 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 uh, Alice and the rest of the gang uh, later on in the episode. Um, so that's really kind of all we get on on that. We well, we see that Everett is kind of like kind of um, I don't know, kind of stringing her along, just like oh no, you don't need to worry about that. Phyllis is is handling all of this, you know, uh, this kind of duty. Yeah. Just not not realizing how how hot on his trail she is. Yeah, uh, I was just I like I like how they played out with with the I like the book I like how they showed it and like yeah. how they had the diagrams and mm. stuff and I thought that was interesting. Absolutely, uh, we got some chat going. We haven't we've uh, I will admit. We've been neglecting the chat a little bit, but we appreciate you guys nonetheless. Uh, Billy Jean Girl 24, hoping for another Queen song in this musical episode. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I was just reading an article before we came on that uh, Jason Ralph said he, he was basically like going to be punished for trying to cover Under Pressure last season. So we didn't really get a whole lot of Quentin singing in this episode. That's funny. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, we'll we'll get some more of that. So we talked about about Zelda and and Everett and Zelda kind of meeting up with the gang. So let's talk about where Katie and Penny and Julia and Quentin are going in this episode. Uh, they have to find Enulias, also known as Angus, because if this monster, if the monster Elliot finds him and completes the the building of his sister. As we find out, mm. um, she's kind of the worst of the two. Right. You know, when we saw Penny seeing uh, the monster's visions or seeing his memories, we see that, you know, even while the monster was imprisoned, she was put to death. So whatever she's doing has got to be way, way worse. Yeah, worse than what he did. Yeah. Exactly. So now they're trying to they're trying to track down uh, Enulias and or Angus. They have to find a leprechaun to do it. How did you feel about the episode before having the cliffhanger of like, it's not a body, he's building, and then as soon as it comes out, it's like, okay, well, it is a body, it's a but body. it's not his body. It's like, oh, come on. Why are you going to make us speculate, like, all right, now what is it? Just this, to be like, no, just kidding, that's what it is. This season has been leaning heavily on the, the cliffhangers, yeah. more so than I think I any other little, season. I was like, really? It's a little bit you cheap. You had me really hyped. And, <laughs> I mean, like, I get it, it makes sense. At I least, like it, but... See, at least they, they pick up right where they left off, right. in, they as, make us wait, like, as opposed to as opposed to Penny. We in the still Underworld. don't know who Penny's on. Still that don't day. know, guys. Hit us up with your predictions. Hit us up in the live chat. Um, but, uh, but but yeah. So so they have to find this this leprechaun. Leprechauns are kind of meant to both entertain and protect Angus, as it were. Yeah, yeah. I think. Something you know they didn't really explain too much, but they mm. said that he's a Celtic god and that he was basically pretending to be the god Enulias as kind of like a cover. I see. So that's right, interesting. Right. So what? Yeah. What did you think about about them like 
did did we get forgive me if I if I missed something did we get exactly how they tracked this this leprechaun down um I think they they I think they narrowed it down to having to find a leprechaun and mm. then I don't know how I don't remember how they found right? the leprechaun exactly. <laughs> right. There was a lot happening in this. Um I enjoyed I enjoyed the the leprechaun a lot. I am I am blanking on her name. Uh please remind us. Uh Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. That was I I the the masochist in me kind of wishes we had seen that happen, but um but I don't know. So we you know, we we find this leprechaun in this kind of this like I don't know cobbler. Are they still called cobblers? Yeah. yeah. Um, and they she kind of drops her act pretty quick. Right. Were Were you expecting more of kind of a struggle before uh, she re- revealed who she really was? I wasn't expecting was Charlie. Thank, thank you, Zazie. I think it was Charlie. I wasn't expecting so much of a struggle as much as just like not necessarily a struggle, I guess, but just with her Barney. Was that was that what it was? I, all it just over the wasn't. Place. I just wasn't like. She's like, okay, she's leprechaun. All right, cool. Right. What is she gonna do? That's like leprechaun y now. Right. And then like it never kind of happens. So well, she puts like, him. Okay. She puts him into an escape room. I guess if there's if there's an updated version of leprechauns, they're gonna they're gonna put you in an, in an escape in a deadly escape room. I just would have liked more rainbows and lots of gold <laughs> right. somewhere in there, or like well, Lucky Charms or something. You knew. You knew that that with. Um, with Santa Claus being portrayed as very much not Santa Claus, that we weren't going to yeah. get rainbows and, and pots of gold. But he flew away in a, in rainier and slow. We at least okay. got that much. We at least got that much. But I guess to to that kind of corollary, uh, it was the fact that Barney the Leprechaun. Thank you guys in the chat. Uh, was at least Irish. Yes, she was at least at yes, least had a, had a nice Irish brogue. Um, and that was her whole thing of that. Like, what were you expecting? Like. Right. <laughs> so. I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's exactly, exactly what she was talking about. So, so she, in order to to gain access to to Angus, she uh, she puts them in an escape room, not unlike the the film Escape Room that came out fairly recently. Haven't seen it. Did you check that one? Oh, I forgot. You're you're not big on the. Nope, I can't do scary the movies. Scary movies. I'm a cat. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so yeah, so they they they're doing all sorts of stuff, and I myself, I don't know how you feel about actual escape rooms. I'm kind of obsessed with them. I've done one; it was cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see why people would be into it. Absolutely, I think at this point I've done between thirty and forty, something like that. <laughs> and I mean, I, I'm I'm assuming the implication is that they did a couple other challenges, but we only see them like do the machine to find the knob and then yeah, exactly. just finds the key like on top of the door. Right, so. right. And luckily they have uh they they have Julia the the goddess to kind right. of reach up and uh that trap that that uh, claw machine once again another horror movie reference for y'all watching. Very similar to kind of Saw 2. There's kind of a similar trap someone has to reach their hands up into a box all these blades. It's good stuff, guys. Saw I'm two. covering my ears. 14-year-old movie. Um but uh, but yeah, she she reaches up, grabs the knob. They they find their way in. They meet Angus, who just like I love that his idea of of tricking them and kind of doing his trickster antics is literally just hiding from them and making them think he's not there. <laughs> like it's such a dumb that was funny. Trick. I just like it, this. Just this whole thing still just kind of struck me as weird. Like he's gone through all this like trouble to like hide himself. Mm-hmm. And now, like, they've, like, found him, and he is not concerned about right. the monster, really? Yeah, apparently. he does not seem to be worried, which I, 
I will say I liked his kind of – his sort of monologue that he gave on kind of the – why why humans shouldn't fear death basically or yeah. why why they waste so much time right. uh, fearing about death. The end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that they don't really get to enjoy life. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that he had kind of a um, – uh, a distinct point of view on that, but uh, but yeah, you're right. It didn't seem like he was worried yeah. at all. And like he said that like he enjoyed their panic and their anxiety and stuff in some weird way, mm-hmm. which I get too. But when once you but you're at, you're in danger though, like, right? <laughs> you're the target. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, we're all yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's killed all these other gods already, mm-hmm. and you're the last one on the list. You've been hiding, and you're just like, oh, let me just casually right. open up the door to my. Now that you guys are here, let me figure out the combination. And he just, yeah, then he just forgot. <laughs> but I guess when you're a god, you just don't, you know, you're immortal, so maybe, maybe it's just not, it's not real. To yeah, you. right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the the idea of of um, of being killed by another being or like a god killer kind of doesn't really occur to you all that much. Um, but uh, but yeah, so. The Elliot monster shows up on the scene. Poor, is it Barry? We're getting some conflicting reports in the chat. We've gotten Charlie, Barney, Barry. Uh, Might have been Barry. I don't know. I can't quite remember. We watched these kind of in a blur. Whoever the leprechaun was, name notwithstanding, Elliot monster shows up with her head in his hands. She didn't. She didn't make it. No, no, poor girl, gone too soon. Um. But uh, but yeah, and so Penny luckily has kind of the foresight to to spirit everyone away uh, before before the monster can can get to them. I just like to imagine like him showing up, and she's like, "Yeah, right this way. You have to go through the escape room." Right. And he's like, Ugh, and just like cuts her head off. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Um, now, with that in mind, we'll we'll talk about this a little bit more. But uh, Billy Jean Girl Twenty Four in the chat. Uh, Brings up a good question about the about the Elliot monster and and the girl that he meets at the bar, the one that that is sick. I'm assuming uh, chronically sick. They're in this bar that's next to a hospital. He says it smells like death. Um, Renji, that that song. I I'm sorry, we're going on a lot of tangents. That song at the end is uh, "Storm Coming" by Gnarls Barkley, I believe. But we'll talk about that in a, in a little bit. So he he's saying that this bar smells like death because they're right next to a hospital. But every time that she touches his face, he remembers something about his sister. Now, Billie Jean, she asked a, a, a good question, or they asked a good question about what we think that that his intentions are mm. with this person. Do we think that he's going to kind of channel the spirit of his sister into her body, use her as a, as a vessel? Maybe that's a good that's a good theory. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with that because I have no idea at this point. I'm, I'm right? pretty I'm pretty thrown. In yeah, terms of, like predictions of what's going on because we didn't. Yeah, pretty We're much for getting a very very small drip of like information. Exactly. Yeah, we didn't really see what happened in the end between between him kind of whisking her away and him showing up at uh, at Angus's residence. Yeah. So uh we'll see. We've we've got a whole other kind of uh side plot, a lot of musical numbers to get into. Not us, we're just talking, we're not singing this time. But uh before we get to the rest of the episode, got a special message for y'all. Yeah. Uh we just wanted to say thank you 
uh, for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. And, guys, for us to continue to grow, uh, we could really use your help. If you're on YouTube right now, please hit that thumbs-up button and subscribe. If you're on iTunes, go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Uh, And no matter where you are, please leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation as well. Being a part of AfterBuzz TV has meant so much to us. uh, and We really, truly appreciate you guys listening and supporting uh, so that we can do what we love. And don't forget to tell your friends and keep enjoying our shows. There's plenty of other after shows out there for all the TV shows that you check out. Just go ahead and look them up on YouTube or iTunes whatever you're listening on uh, enjoy that content absolutely we i mean like we say every week we have a blast talking about this uh, theorizing bloviating whatever you want um but we we appreciate you guys more than anything i know that renji in in the chat has been here since i believe season one uh been here since day one um so so we we truly appreciate that kind of support uh, it's it's a wild journey that we've been on yes. for these four seasons, but uh, we appreciate all of y'all. We're here together. Exactly, exactly. Uh, that being said, let's talk about Margot, who has been freshly exiled from Fillory uh, and is, is kind of off on her journey. She's got an iPod full of 80s tunes, and she's out to find the foremost so she can make some Isa X's. Yeah, this was cool. Um yeah, I'm not really a big musical person. I do mm. love music. I'm a big music guy, just sure. not really big in musicals. I see. Um, but I like that they were able to make it part of the plot and like make it kind of make sense as these kind of voices in her head that are singing to her. Yeah. Uh, and they're also the songs that are on the iPods. It's like a nice kind of correlation. Yeah. Um, and I think also at the same time, they were still able to balance a good amount of storytelling and like, you know, that whole plot line with them in the desert with that was, was pretty interesting. It's a nice little mini story um very symbolic obviously it, i feel i feel really bad that adrian's not here today because like all that stuff about women and, Me too. and we have two guys here to <laughs> talk about yeah it. we we're, we're gonna say that right at the gate we're gonna try our best to kind of analyze this but just know that that uh uh adrian is missed and and we right. we will talk about this more next week uh once yes. once she's when she, here she's here right because um, <laughs> yeah there's a lot of a lot of great symbolism uh that we'll get to but um uh but yeah so to your point i i like i like that the magicians always kind of justifies why the the music is happening i know that the thing about musicals that turns a lot of people off is that people are just Breaking in the song at the drop of a hat, and right. some people are not crazy about that. So it's it's appreciated that the magicians at least goes to lengths to justify why it's happening. Ever since uh, Quentin singing Taylor Swift in in season one, there's always been sort of a reason. They've kind of done that Scrubs thing. Uh, did we talk about that? Did we yeah. talk about that Scrubs musical episode? Yeah, where it's there's at least a reason for it. People aren't just singing just to sing. Um, but because Margot has her iPod filled with 80s tunes, thanks to Josh, uh, that's kind of the theme of the musical numbers. So first we get Elliot, the the kind of reptilian hallucination of Elliot uh, breaking into the pretenders, don't get me wrong, uh, right off the bat. Um, and and I think I, I like that that um, that Margot's reaction kind of kind of mirrored what I imagine like the audiences would be if they hadn't seen one of these episodes before. Yeah. Yeah. That and is it was nice. It's just nice to see Elliot again and like right. see him see him kind of like 
be himself and not be the monster. <laughs> right, right. As as much fun as it's been to see Hale Appleman kind of throw right. himself into this monster persona. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's easy to miss Elliot. Yeah, I think exactly. that Elliot is from a story perspective. I miss him exactly. Sure. I I I would probably say that Elliot's my favorite character on the show. So it's uh, it's good to see him back. Hmm. Uh, and and showing off some those, degree. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And showing off those pipes. Yeah. Good performance. Mm-hmm. I. This is my main complaint with this musical episode is I'm, I'm just not crazy about the song choices. Sure. I'm not sure if they just couldn't get their first choices of songs uh, or if this is just what somebody was really dead it could set be on. It. it could be it. I'm, I'm personally, I'm not crazy about 80s tunes just in general. Uh, white Snake, the White Snake number that we get later on uh, is not one of my favorites. I think that's that's here I go again on my own, right? I yeah, think that's, that's the one. I think that's the best one. Do you? Because I think <laughs> I think it's a good song, but I also think it it fits well it within fit. like the moment that they're trying to tell. It, it did fit very well. The other ones, I I feel like it was either one or the other, where like it's a good song. I don't know if it fits here or like oh this fits here, but there isn't like a better song that fits sure. here that you could have chose. But sure. That's, that's just me. I do want to say I think the performances were great. Yes. Uh, better than the last time. Not that they were bad last time. Right. But I think giving a smaller group amount of people to sing and a small, like, you know, it was a little bit more intimate, I think, uh, than the last episode where they had big dance numbers and everybody's included and stuff. Right. Ex- exactly. Yeah. I think uh, uh, Bunny Babu in the chat uh, notes that there were barely any dances in this this musical episode compared to that one. Yeah. That one was very kind of like, right. I don't know if you'd call it Fosse-esque. Well, I th- and again, given the context of it being that magical realm, they were able to go kind of over the top and have it fit. Sure. It wouldn't really make sense with the way that they were playing it out of it being like in her head of, you know, getting to the sand place and the axe guy starts doing like a dance or something. <laughs> like that would have been like, oh, okay. That would have been... taken away from the levity of that story. Of that would have been pretty wild. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Zanzi, no shade to White Snake. I just, I, I lump that in with like butt rock, like the kind of 80s butt rock that like, I don't know, man, power ballads, all that Hair stuff. <laughs> um, so so yeah so Margot she kind of goes goes wandering in the desert. Uh, they accept her in pretty quick. That you know because she has those brandings because she's been exiled from Fillory mm. that she she must be okay. I saw some people in the chat not crazy about that kind of the convenience of that. I mean, <laughs> it's not we, the, it's not the most convenient thing that they've done. I was gonna like, say she does have an actual branding on her arm. Right, like, we've talked enough about convenience this season that this isn't the most egregious sin. Plus, as, if you as far as this goes. within the context of like their that group story too, they don't really value women that much. So right. it might be easy for them to go, oh, it's just another dumb woman who has been exiled from our enemies. So we know that she's not like with them. So come on, just be our slave or whatever right right exactly so as as she's kind of she's making her way to this camp she's followed by this this kind of red sand uh the the foremost explains to her or i guess the 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 woman the kind of foremost assistant yeah exactly yeah 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 she kind of explains that um that the sand goes after the women in their village so so that what she says and then the sand immediately attacks a man i thought that exact same thing What? Right. But I guess I guess it was presented as if he was kind of like taking the, in the bullet. Way. Yeah, or something right. like that. Right, right, right. Um but uh, eventually as the episode goes on, we see the white snake, uh, here I go again on my own montage. Margot kind of, you know, 
uses her her wiles, uses her charms to sort of charm the foremost and find out exactly what is all about these uh, these ice axes and how you kind of make one. How do you feel about her sleeping with a guy? To like, I mean, this is I guess this is one of those tough situations where like it's not my place to tell a woman what to do with her body. But sure. I feel like with all the Josh stuff, like if if the tables were turned and we got like a side plot of Josh and he like slept with some girl, right? But I guess I mean the the only thing that I can think of is that it's kind of means to an end in that yeah. she thinks that it's. This is kind of the only way that she can get Elliot back. Right. So yeah, she's um, gonna do whatever it takes. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if she tells Josh when she when she sees him. That's um, a good point. So I don't know. I don't know. I I think they might. Um, I think it'll come out. I think the Margot of old would probably have not told him. Yeah. Well, I think, and that's why, like, I'm not too surprised for a character. It's a Margot thing to do. You know, mm-hmm. do what you mm-hmm. got to do. It's not like she he took advantage of her. She right. was in control. Um. But the whole Josh thing that they've been putting in this season kind of throws a whole wrench into that of like, okay, well then how does that play into this? Especially right. How they like how they left and stuff too. And sure, so. and and I think the fact it was a little bit weird. I mean, I know it wasn't really Josh, but the the Josh hallucination, yeah. literally just watching it happen. Yeah. It's a little bit well, weird. I mean, and that also speaks to like the fact that she does feel a little bit guilty because that's her subconscious. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Actually showing up. But, you know, he's not um, – that hallucination for whatever it's worth isn't isn't busting her chops, isn't giving her shit right. for it. So it it makes me wonder if if she, you know, in her head, if that kind of is – is sort of signifies the the, uh, the justification, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, but ultimately she, she finds out – finds out where – you know how how to make her own ice axes, which is to go out into the desert, pick out every hundredth grain of sand, which is black, fill a large bag with it. Then and only then can she forge it into an ice axe. She can't use magic. She can't get emotional. Like, <laughs> sounds like your your average uh, fake magic. Journey right. send somebody on who you <laughs> don't expect them to succeed. Yeah, exactly. It was good. That was a good. You know, it's a good. If there's something that's going to make you, you know, emotional, it's going to be getting frustrated trying to fill a bag like that out there. Right. It makes sense why they did that. I don't know. It was interesting. It was a nice backdrop for for that emotional little arc that she had mm. with herself, like that moment of like breaking down and stuff. It was a good place to frame that in. Yeah. Um. I kind of did want to see some forging happen, though. I yeah, me too. Cool, but I I wanted I to it. see. I I was definitely very in, interested in just like the actual logistics of like okay, hardening the sand and like seeing for for anyone that watches like forged in fire, like that kind of thing, you know. <laughs> Little mini montage. Exactly. Exactly. Um, really interesting talk going on in the chat about uh, about Margot and this kind of whole subplot. Bunny about boo. Uh, has a good point. The the fact that Margot gets her power and her confidence from her sexuality, uh, as we said, she'll do absolutely anything for for Elliot, which is fair that Josh would know and kind of understand that. But um, she's definitely, yeah, that character is, is definitely empowered and owns her sexuality. From day one, we've we've kind of gotten that about Margot. So um, so yeah, so it was great to see that kind of. Um, um, what am I trying to say? To see that um, manifested—that there's the word. Yeah. That's the one I'm I'm looking for uh, in this episode. 
Um, yeah, she used it to let, you know, not only get what she needs to save Elliot, but to liberate a whole group of people. Exactly, too. exactly. And I, I certainly don't think that Josh would, would necessarily be too mad about it, you know, if he knows that the the reason that she's doing it and if it's the only way to get Elliot back, um, you know, he, he might be a, be a little bit jealous for a second. But yeah, but uh, yeah, I think this 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 Margot is is much more open to the idea of of transparency and open lines of communication. So um, so I'm curious to see yeah when they kind of reunite, how that looks. Um, Let's talk about Margot encountering this this sand creature, I guess, out in the, the desert and kind of. Uh, well, let's kind of rewind back the 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 conversation that that she has with Elliot. This sort of breaking down of of what she's all about. I'm I'm wondering, did you think that this might have been too on the nose or too kind of ham fisted? Um, I mean, yes and and no. Uh, I think it, you know, given her emotional state and everything that she's been through, I think it kind of makes sense for her to finally have this breakdown and sure. have this moment and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. But I just the timeline, like it did feel a little bit rushed. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this whole plot, like, could have been a, its whole episode on its own, right? Exactly. Just cut it down to just what they needed to move it along, which is understandable. Yeah, you know? the, yeah, exactly. The fact that they had to kind of share this with the whole Angus and Elias subplot, right. I think, yeah, kind of robbed it a little bit um, of its efficiency. Maybe well, even just that it's contained to this episode. Like, I feel like we could have got. Multiple episodes. If they, yeah, if they had split this timeline, does that plotline up? You know, and we saw like a little bit throughout like three episodes. Like if she got banished way earlier in the sure. season, I think maybe it would have had a little bit more of like when she comes around and like saves all these people, like it has a little bit more meaning, and she's like really rised up from the ashes. Yeah, like definitely. She literally in the episode gets four gets banished walks there and then meets these people and saves them in the end. He's like, all right, cool. I've got my blades now. Like, yeah. In, in cool, and out. But yeah. It's like, it's like, boom, 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 done, done, done. Right. Like, there's no time for her to be like low and be like, all right, cool. I just got banished. Yeah. But I'm trying to do this other thing. I have to make the sacrifice. So right. In that regard, I think it was a little rushed, but I think it was a great performance. And I've been waiting for Margot to have that moment because yes. she's still been so like this the whole time. Absolutely. She's been through so much and she's kind of put up the steely demeanor the whole time that, Seeing her and and this hallucination, this representation of Elliot, break down exactly what it is about her and, and the episode's namesake, all that hard, glossy armor that she hides behind and kind of protects herself mm-hmm. with. Um, it, it is fascinating, uh, for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, that leads to this. I guess that's her, her lowest point is the fact that she, she knows that this spirit might possibly come and and kill her or possess her or whatever and and she's still you know kind of breaks down yeah. and lets it all out what's that pressure of like like she said you know a few episodes ago that she doesn't she doesn't have time to feel and like be emotional and stuff and like mm-hmm. let it go and this is like a very literal situation where she cannot get emotional but she knows you know inside that as much as she could put the face on like you can only hold it together for so long you know, right. have to so to yeah. be in this situation where when she finally lets it go have an actual consequence uh was interesting put some stakes on the line yeah for sure so we 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 at that point that's where we see kind of the true nature and the true purpose of this this sand i was there a proper name for it once again i'm not doing great with names red demon sand yeah i'm just calling the sand um we we kind of get an an inkling of it from this encounter and then later on when when margot 
shows up again with the bag, uh, for, or, or with with the axes rather. She kind of explains what it was she learned, and that it's that you know they're there to protect the women of this village. Right. They've been lying the whole time, right? Exactly. Um, similar to kind of that first key quest that we saw last season, where the the guy was kind of lying to everyone about the giant monster. Right, you right. know, uh, we get a little bit more yeah, of that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, right. But um, but it's yeah, they're there to help and they're there to protect and. They'll possess the men that are causing them stress, and they'll leave if they want, or they'll kill them if they want. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> I mean, and this is where one of those, like, double-sided coins is where I like the the writers, you know, coming back to Margot and her eye, and that is how she's able to see them. Yeah. But I don't like that the only way that they explain that, because it was so quick, was that later Margot's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I have a fairy eye. Oh, yeah, it's my eye. Like, she, she literally just has to say it. Has to actually say it's no, a long like, story. exposition. Right. <laughs> right. So, Which is fair. I yeah. mean, you know. Um, but that's what I mean of like if you split this up and you give it time, then you can have a, a visual storytelling right. scene where that happens right? instead of her just being like, oh, yeah, this is what happened. Exactly, exactly. Give us a director's cut, guys. On, on the, when, yes. the, when the DVD comes out, give us the full length. I just want 24 episode seasons. Exactly, exactly. I don't really want that. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so we get this kind of this badass, you know, action montage of – of of Margot, you know, taking out everyone because once they know that she knows the truth, they know that she's going to tell people, so right. they can't have that. Uh, so we get kind of this fight scene where she busts open all the jars of of red sand and and kind of six them on the the men of the village that are out to kill her. Um, set to once again, as as I was telling the chat earlier, uh, I read that that song was originally by Narles Barkley. I didn't know that song before. Um, I enjoyed that one out of out of all the songs in the in the episode. Um, but uh, but yeah, so now she's got her ice axes. She's coming to save Elliot. She's got hallucinations of everyone, including Dean Vogue, which I was uh, excited to see. Um, and and. Katie, I like that they're just sort of lampshading the fact that Katie has this ridiculous range compared to everyone else. Yeah, she's an incredible singer. Yeah. Uh, completely but like, separate. But, but uh, yeah, I love that kind of that winking, that sort nice of, way of fourth yeah, wall of breaking. Getting her to come in and still do some runs. On the <laughs> well, like you can't have a singer like that in your cast and then have her not singing in the exactly. music episode, so Exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, Margot's got her ice axes. She's coming to save Elliot. Um, the Elliot monster has killed all of the gods that he needs to and is is basically, you know, who knows if he's already built his sister or not or if we're going to see that in the next episode. Uh, before we get into predictions, though, let's get into the God of the Week. Disappointed! Thank you, Kevin Sorbo. Uh, one of my absolute favorite, favorite drops. Uh, this week, we're talking about Angus. We saw the the Celtic god Angus kind of masquerading as Enulias, uh, doing what he does, being a trickster god. Um, he is typically kind of personified as if you're watching the YouTube uh, stream right now, you can see this. He's typically uh, personified as as kind of his his head is kind of permanently circled by singing birds. Uh, we didn't get that in, in this episode. That might have been a little bit too much. But uh, but that's kind of where, where you know, how we usually see him presented. Um, he typically, he he's 
kind of presented as living at Newgrange by the River Boyne. Uh, he possesses a sword. This is one of my favorite things. He possesses a sword called Moral Tack or the Great Fury. I like that. There's a whole lot about about the great the uh, the great fury of the sword and and kind of passing it on to his son, all that stuff. Look that up. Uh, there's a whole lot of of awesome folklore around it. Um, in some stories, he also had the ability to repair broken bodies and return them to life, which c- could have come in handy with his leprechaun friend, but. You know, no no time to do that yeah, when you're getting killed late. by a by a god killing monster. Um, he also pops up in a poem by William Butler Yeats. Uh, for all y'all, you know, poetry fans out there, uh, shout out to Lem Gonzalez. I'm sure he he probably knows all about it. But uh, so yeah, that's a little bit about Angus. Now that's A E N G U S. Uh, not like Black Angus, the steakhouse. Not like Angus, the movie. And he was portrayed by this handsome gentleman. Gethin Anthony was uh, the man who per- portrayed the very short-lived Angus. Episode 410 to episode 410. Also portrays the short-lived uh, Renly Baratheon. There you go. I, I know we had some Game of Thrones fans in the chat talking about that as well. Uh, so there you go. Uh, final season coming out very soon. Um, but, uh, so there's, there's so much to talk about, so much to kind of try and theorize on. So with that said, let's use these last few minutes to get into some predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. There we go. So what are we going to try to predict here? Do we, I, I guess let's, let's start with what we think is going to happen with, um, Darth Elliot, Nigel, whatever you want to call him, uh, his sister. Now that she's basically as good as built, where do we think that's going? I honestly have no idea. I'm excited for like, I'm excited for everybody to kind of like converge and mm-hmm. be like together. We only have two more episodes left, right? I think so. so. Mm-hmm. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen next episode. And then we'll get like the fallout and stuff in the episode after that. Right, so. right. I'm expecting the sister to come back, and then I'm expecting to actually find out about the monster. I don't. Yeah. I don't really know. I don't have too many like predictions as much as I just have a lot of expectations. Yeah, we haven't had. There's not a, a lot of, um, not a lot to go off of. I I feel like as as much as there usually is yeah. around this time. Of they're the still season. keeping everything close to the vest for like a big reveal. Uh, it seems like where they're gonna like be like, aha, this is how everything fits together. <laughs> right, it's like, right. Oh, Oh, that and that and that and that. Yeah, exactly. We're not so, getting a lot of clues. Right. I think it's so, episode 80 and we still don't really know. Or I'm sorry. Episode 10. 10. And yeah. we still don't even know what the monster really is. Like we found out we were doing so much work in like the first few episodes and then we just kind of like stalled and now we're just kind of like cruising. Yeah, so, exactly. We've seen kind of all of the. A lot of setup. The, the bodies that he's he's inhabited. But um, but uh, but yeah, th- uh, three episodes left. Thank you, thank you very much, chat. Um, a lot left to go. Uh, oh, li- like I said, I think that the 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 woman that he met at the bar. I think he's kind of he might he might you know posit that he's going to cure her by by using her as a vessel. You mm-hmm. know, um, but uh, I'm not quite sure. As far as Margot and 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 exercising Elliot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, it's gonna it's gonna be a big showdown, a pretty epic fight before yeah, she's, she's not able to just let him like walk e- exactly, up and... exactly. But I'm excited to see the moment. I feel it's gotta happen where Margot just sinks those ice axes into the monster, and we get that kind of that that moment, you know. 
Um, but who knows? Who knows? And then also there's everything with, with Zelda and Everett and the library and Phyllis. I have a feeling that, that Phyllis, um, I don't know. She's kind of a, she's kind of a linchpin. I don't know if she's going to side with Everett or side with Zelda. Who knows? I mean, I'm, as I've said before, I'm a huge Jewel Stipe fan dating all the way back to Space Cases, uh, <laughs> Firefly, all that good stuff. I never watched Flash Forward. I heard it was very good. But uh, I don't hold too much confidence in any of the librarians, so no? I don't know. We'll see. Right? Maybe Zelda's the only good one? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe there'd be like a, hey, we're not about this. Right. But. Uh, yeah, exactly. Maybe. I, may- wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it. Right. Exactly. I've got, I've got kind of this scenario in my head where somehow Everett gets locked in the poison room and gets that magic cancer that Penny did as, as sort of divine karma. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. I'm just kind of. That's pretty elaborate. You know, yeah, exactly. Sometimes you got to create a writing major, guys. You just got to come up with those elaborate predictions. Uh, but that's it for this week. Thank you guys so, so much for joining us. Uh, like I said, we have so much fun talking about this every single week. So hit us up on social media. Give us those predictions. Uh, but speaking of social media, Nate Miller, where can they find you? Guys, you can find me everywhere at Dog Like Nate. Absolutely. Uh, as always, you can find me on all forms of social media at Ty Matthews PMA. Uh, I will not be here next week uh, because this weekend I'm getting on a train to go to New York to 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 go to WrestleMania. It's a uh, long train ride. It's, it's a big. It's three and a half days. Yeah, absolutely. Oh but uh, yeah, find me online at Ty Matthews PMA. Uh, catch me on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood Saturday nights 1 a.m. Check your local, local listings. Fight TV. We'll be right back here, same time, same channel. Talking season four, episode eleven. We are almost done of the magicians but until then peace our founder kevin undergaro and me maria menounos would like to thank you for tuning in to after buzz tv remember we're not just the first we're the biggest in the world and we're the only destination for all your favorite tv shows whatever you crave we've got it so go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup buzz you later <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 